0: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Jill Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Glad to have you along. Shank uh, Shank of the day, baby. It's chore time here at Wax on a Thursday morning. Bob with you. Jill off having more calves. Talked to her yesterday. I think she said she's got about 20 on the ground now, but uh, more are on their way. So hopefully uh, the weather holds and uh, they can Looks like this weekend be pretty good cabin weather. Sunshine and temperatures in the 40s, at least partly to mostly sunny anyway. Today, kind of cloudy yet and probably won't get to 40. But we'll tell you more about uh, that as we go along this morning. World Area Expo has announced their honorees for this year's show down in Madison coming up in October, and a gentleman that I've always thought for a long time should be honored down at World Dairy Expo for all he's done for that show over the years and the dairy industry in general. Gentlemen from our area is going to be honored, so we'll uh, talk about that as we go along to be the Industry Person of the Year. And uh, the Dairyman's out from Washington State, and uh, the Industry Person of the Year is up from Canada, who writes for Holstein World Canada, I guess, something like that. But again, the Industry Person of the Year right here from our area. And uh, other things that are going on, the Farm Bill getting a lot of attention as we get uh, into the full Congress, and they really start working in the House side. Glenn Thompson, the chairman from Pennsylvania, has been all over the country. And as we've talked to Derek Van Orden, our third district congressman, who is a member of the House Agriculture Committee, He said that uh, GT, as he calls him, (laughs) I think that's a little presumptive to call him GT, but uh, he does. So his buddy GT, Darren Van Norden said, uh, has said he's going to bring one of those farm bill listening sessions To Western Wisconsin. He doesn't know when, he doesn't know where, but uh, we have told him that as soon as you find out when and where, let us know. So we'll pass that along too. So the Farm Bill moving ahead, they're starting to lay out the groundwork, so to speak, of what they want to see in both the House and the Senate side. And uh, then they've got to get it all reconciled. So we'll talk about that. Look at the calendar, uh, soil field day today, not really a field day, a soil seminar, I guess we could call it, down in Osseo today to build stronger soil, so lot's going on. We're going to also get an update on what's going on in California with all the rain. Some of these dairies have had to evacuate because they're underwater. We'll hear that, and also, uh, Jill did have a chance last week to talk to Gary Zimmerman. Gary Zimmer, he's the godfather of biological agriculture. He was in the area Bluff Country Feed and Seed, brought him in for about three sessions around the area. And Jill caught up with him and Osseo, so we'll find out more about biologicals. It's a busy morning
1: here in what Keeping it Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, pretty nice weather coming our way. Partly
0: cloudy today, 38. Now, down in the next day or two, I haven't paid much attention to it, the exact timing, but down in southern Wisconsin, Madison, Milwaukee, they're supposed to get 4 to 7 inches in snow in the next day or two. Mike Dandry will fill us in on that, but we're not in our area. Most of our area, there will be some because uh, our Wax signal goes all the way down, you know, down to... Just this side of the Dells, basically, so there will be some snow in our listening area, the southern parts. But uh, around Eau Claire, probably not much. Now, that's not today. That's a day or two down the road here. It's going to be pretty nice in our part of the country, partly cloudy, 38. Then in the 40s, Friday through Monday or Tuesday, I don't see any moisture in the area for us until next Thursday. But 47 tomorrow... 5 o'clock, a minute after. This is 104.5 FM
2: WAXX Eau Claire. News time! NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. A New York City grand jury hearing former President Trump's hush money payment case will meet Thursday. Brian Shook reports.
3: Reports say that's the plan after Wednesday's session was canceled. The investigation centers around alleged payments Trump's former lawyer Michael Cohen made to adult film star Stormy Daniels in twenty sixteen to cover up an alleged affair. Authorities have been preparing for possible protests if Trump is indicted after the former. Former president called for them in a recent social media post. The Democratic Manhattan District Attorney is weighing whether to charge Trump for breaking campaign donation laws.
2: I'm Brian Shook. At least five people have died by falling trees in California this week as a new round of storms hit the state. Officials say several others were injured as another atmospheric river has brought heavy rain, snow, and strong winds. The CEO of TikTok is set to address U.S. lawmakers Thursday amid national security concerns over the popular video app. Members of the House Energy and Commerce Committee are expected to grill Sho Chu, who will argue the app is safe for minors and that a nationwide ban would hurt the U.S. economy. Chu's speech is also likely to focus on TikTok's plans to safeguard American users' data. The world's first 3D-printed rocket has finally launched. Relativity Space's Terran-1 booster lifted off Wednesday evening from Florida. Although the rocket experienced what mission controllers called an anomaly with its upper stage minutes in, preventing it from fully reaching orbit. Two previous attempts were scrubbed due to technical issues. You're listening to NBC News Radio.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, pretty good weather around our area. Partly time of today, 38. Well, that's
0: going to be the cold day for the next, well, next week at least. Because when we get into the weekend, 47 tomorrow with full sunshine. Should be a beautiful day tomorrow. And then uh, low to mid 40s over the weekend right on through Tuesday or so. The next rain that I saw in the forecast about next Thursday. So we'll check in with Mike Dandry a little bit later on to find out more about that but again partly cloudy 38 as the day goes along those clouds will start moving out it'll be clear overnight tonight probably get down into the teens so uh, without those clouds keeping the keeping the heat in it'll get cold overnight but then 47 and full sun tomorrow it should be a beautiful day tomorrow right now black river falls about 27 30 in lacrosse uh, right around 30 all over the state It's 30 degrees right now in the Eau
1: Claire Chippewa Falls area. Culture, it's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at the market numbers,
0: courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance, on this Thursday morning, choice-fed beef steers and heifers trading uh, 157 to 170 as these markets continue to be strong. Choice-fed Holstein steers 135 to 153, select and silage-fed 108 to 134, cows 78 to 116, the bulls 91 to 115, butcher hogs trading from 40 to 76, the sows 35 to 48 cents a pound, and the boars 15 to 23 and a half, Shorn market lambs one forty to one sixty, unshorn lambs one forty to one fifty nine, the feeder lambs one seventy to three eighty. Used this week trading seventy-five cents to a dollar, small goats sixty-five to two thirty, the medium one twenty to two hundred and forty-five. Large goats one thirty-five to four hundred and the nanny goats fifty to two seventy. Livestock lower on the Mercantile Exchange futures market yesterday. April live cattle 162.30 down 12. June 155.90 down 25. August 155.97 down 7. October 160.27 down 37. Feeder cattle April 194.37 down 32. May feeders 198.77. That was down 77. August two hundred fourteen fifty seven down fifty two cents and September two hundred seventeen seventy seven down fifty five. Lean Hog Carcass Contracts April seventy six oh seven down ninety seven. May at eighty three twenty five down one hundred forty five, June at eighty nine thirty five down two dollars, and July at ninety one hundred forty down a dollar ninety two. Board of Trade was mixed yesterday. Corn was a little higher. They're still living off some of those purchases from China over the past uh, week or two. Beans were lower, though that big South American crop, especially Brazil, hanging over the market. Overnight, July corn up 4 cents at 616. The oats down a nickel at 351. July wheat up 7 to 8 cents at 682. July soybeans up five to six cents at fourteen thirty. Meal up a dollar ninety a ton at four hundred forty eight dollars and eighty cents. Barrel cheese sent in a quarter lower a dollar ninety four. Block cheese up three cents two oh one and a half. Butter down two and a quarter at two thirty eight and a quarter. The March Class 3 down a penny at 1804, April up 37, back over $19, 1936, May up 23 at 1867, June up a dime at 1860, July down 12, 1883, those prices were lower, July through next January. And we're uh, nine and a half minutes after five o'clock weather. We've all been hearing about the weather in California. It's wet. And uh, we've had a chance when we were out there, not this year, but past farm tours in California to be out there during some wet areas, wet seasons. And those dry lot dairies, they get underwater in a big hurry. Carrie Mess, our Carrie Mess, maybe you know her as Dairy Carrie, but uh, with Midwest uh, Farm Report, she got a hold of some of her friends out in California talk about what's this weather doing to the dairies we're going to talk about that out in Tulare County where we were with the big farm show and dry lot dairies out there we'll hear what Carrie found out from uh, one dairy farmer out in California It's coming up next right here on Wax
1: the first voice of agriculture in wisconsin for over 35 years wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report and once again we've all seen and heard reports of the heavy rains that continue to hit
0: california and as we said carrie mess had a chance to talk to a dairy farmer out there and carrie what did you find out
4: tyler ribeiro is a third generation dairy farmer in Tulare county california He is no stranger to water woes, but usually it's a lack of water that keeps him up at night. However, over the last two weeks, that has changed as his area has been inundated with floodwaters. Tyler, tell me what is going on out there in the San Joaquin Valley where your farm is. The valley
5: is a beautiful place. It can be. Uh, Right now, we seem to have a whole bunch of water. We were in a drought two weeks ago. And we had an amazing amount of snowpack in the mountains, which we thought set us up for a fantastic year. However, we've got this crazy warm weather that came in all at once and melted a lot of that snowpack, which forced it down into the lakes, which forced it down the rivers and into us as a community.
4: Tyler, tell me, how much water are we talking? How far above flood stage are you?
5: Let's put it this way. Um, Our river can hold about 5,400 CFS, and that is absolutely pushing it. We were at about 10,000 CFS. So it was going to crest somewhere. We just happen to have banks that broke out and it didn't go over. It went through is, is what happened in some areas. There's some areas where it went over. The area next to us, it broke the riverbank and it really, really emptied out there.
4: You've shared some of that footage on social media, and I'll go ahead and embed those posts into the online story so people can see just what kind of devastation there is out there right now. So your farm is okay, but neighbors yes. are not. So what's been going no. on?
5: So, uh, let, me, let me give you a picture of what some of the people are seeing out here or dealing with neighbor next to us. He got the brunt of it. It broke right above his place, and we were watching it all night. Then out of nowhere, it rose by feet in a matter of minutes. We had animals that were up to their bellies in water. We had houses that had water in it. Uh, by the next day there there was even more feet of water it was we were wading in water trying to get heifers out of pens but it didn't stop there right it blew through the place and went down and eroded roads, destroyed riverbeds, and we tried to control what we could, but you can only do so much. I've never seen that much water in my life, and to watch it blow through what was a quarter acre field, probably in length, in a matter of maybe less than an hour, and make its way to the next farm, and from there, it just kept going. We had highways that were shut down, So they were directing the freeway off of the freeway to avoid the flood, that floodwaters that were crossing the freeway. And they were shooting it all off into the rural areas. And these poor people were lost trying to get out, trying to get around. There wasn't enough people directing traffic. We had people out here circling for an hour trying to get around the floodwaters. And that was just in my two, three miles worth of of floodwaters. This water broke above us. This water broke below us. People were breaking levees just to relieve pressure. But when you break a levee, with every action, there's a reaction. So somebody else was getting flooded, it was just a matter of where can we put this water that's going to do the least amount of damage? How fast can we get this water to drain? How do we minimize risk to to life to property and how do we do it as fast as possible
4: that was california dairy farmer tyler Ribero. tyler says that beyond the challenges this flood is presenting right now there's also a lot of concern over if any of the spring crops many farms were depending on after the long drought will be salvageable you can hear more of this story on our podcast and see some of the footage tyler shared with us on our website midwestfarmreport.com
0: thank you carrie carrie mess again It's a mess out there in California. We were out there on a Rosso dairy. Joey was talking about harvesting wheat about the end of March, 1st of April. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that or not. So it is really a challenge out there with all the water, all the flooding. They have been dry. As he said two weeks ago, they were in a drought. Now they can't get around because of so much water challenges in california and of course uh, moving forward depending on in that valley with all the dairies how much it's going to affect milk production in the in the months ahead because this isn't just a one day or one week phenomenon it's going to take a while so again challenges in california with the water we've got other farm news to take a look at we'll do that next right here on wax
1: wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report And in some of our news, courtesy of Northside Elevator, leaders of
0: the Agriculture Committees in both houses of Congress getting serious about a new farm bill. On the House side, Pennsylvania Republican Glenn Thompson, chair of the Ag Committee, continues to travel the country, listen to what farmers say they need in that new bill. He's hearing that farmers want better crop insurance and crop programs so they don't have to rely on disaster programs in tough times. He also says spending on farm programs is an investment. And we're getting a pretty good return on that investment from our farmers, he said. He also reminded the press that agriculture spending takes only about 2% of the federal budget and that he will work hard to get the 2023 bill done on time. Now, on the Senate side... Michigan Senator Debbie Stabenow chairs the Ag Committee, her current focus on the food aid programs. She told Republicans in her committee that if they insist on cuts to the SNAP, or food stamp program, then every other part of the Farm Bill would also have to look at some cuts. Stabenow also says the new Farm Bill has to support all types and all sizes of farms, and that the new bill continues to support crop insurance, commodity programs, that trade title, and other areas that keep our farmers in business. Stabenow said one of her biggest jobs is to educate the 20 new members of the Senate on how important the new farm bill is for the country. So that work does continue, and as we said, uh, we get a hearing out here from Glenn Thompson and the House Agriculture Committee. Hopefully it'll be in western Wisconsin, since Derek Van Orden, our third district congressman, is a member of that committee, Hopefully, he has a little pull with Mister Thompson. All right, coming up, the Godfather of Biologics, Gary Zimmer. Our Jill Zimmer, our Jill Zimmerman, had the chance to talk to him. So it's Zimmer and Zimmerman coming up. Jill Welke is going to be uh, on the program with him. Caught up with him in Osseo the other day. That's next right here on Wax. Twenty-nine degrees. We'll get about thirty-eight today and partly cloudy Tomorrow's a dandy. Forty-seven and sunny.
4: biological agriculture it's been around quite a while but i think it's become more of a buzzword as of late this is jill welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in eau claire i caught up to gary zimmer he is the father of biological agriculture he touts himself and he kind of grins when he says it so what are we thinking when we're talking biological agriculture really what does it mean
6: I got introduced to it when I was teaching at a technical college in Minnesota back in the 1970s and I started a business called Midwestern BioAid. We called it biologicals, we wanted the farmer to focus on life in the soil and not so much on the chemistry. And so then what that meant was you know you're paying attention to what you do if you want to grow and flourish and take care of the soil biology. So I've written several books and and so I got, I didn't put the title on myself as the father of biological farming. We're the first ones probably to put a business with that name and now there's regenerative and trying to sell a biological product. I'm a systems guy. I'd rather say, what's your system of farming? Where are your minerals at? There's more than NPK. What about the other minerals? What are you doing for tillage? What are you doing for taking care of your biology? And look at the whole system of farming. And, and so whatever you call that, I don't think you're going to solve all agricultural problems with a bug, bugs in a jug or going out and spraying on some biological. I think you need to look at your farming system, which means cover crops, which means putting minerals back in, which means feeding your soil life and taking care of
4: them. And creating an
6: ideal home for
4: them and you brought up feeding your soil what does that kind of look like
6: yeah, and I say everybody thought for, you know, we have to put compost or some of these things on cover crops. is kind of a no-brainer, and we tell, I'm with a group called Rye Revival. And rye in Wisconsin up here, what crop can we plant after corn and bean harvested? And it's only rye. But having living roots in the soil, some of the rules to regenerative biological farming and soil, your NRCS soil health rules are spot on. You know, minimum disturbance, having living, having something growing on the soil all the time, having living roots into the soil. So we're really big on rye, our farm system of my family farms in southwestern Wisconsin, and we've radically different approach. We put a lot of effort into feeding our soil life. I think the day is coming out here. I think there's already work on it from... Jerry Hatfield and those guy's professors in Iowa about liquid carbon, the photosynthesis that goes on, and that we don't have to add complex carbons to sequester complex carbons in the soil. We need to feed the biology. And so if you've got living plants putting juices in the soil, feeding the bacteria, the fungus, that they make the complex carbons, And I think that's getting to be the topics of the future. And Just like uh, for years I fought against a lot of people, oh, we've got a perfect farming system now. And I said, then why are we regenerating it? What are we regenerating? We're not necessarily regenerating. More NP and K, we're regenerating getting the use of that NP and K that we added. We're regenerating the soil health, we're regenerating the soil root growth, and the biology in the soil is what most people have to regenerate and adding minerals
4: that they overlooked. So, regenerating, does that follow right in with sustainability? Well,
6: I think they both got what I call, I never liked the word sustainable. As I said today, you know, why would you want to sustain a mess? So I say regenerated first. What does that mean? It means different things for different people. Our biological farming, I have six rules. So I, at least I got some guidelines. Now, you talk to people that got livestock, you got to have livestock to be regenerative. And I said, well, there's a lot of people that really fixed their soils and don't have livestock. We all got soil livestock below our feet. So regenerative means that there's something broken that we got to fix. And I think that's true for many, many, many pieces of land and many, many farmers. Like I said, so uh, I always say corn and soybeans are a failing farming system because we don't have enough root mass, we don't have enough plant diversity, and there's way too much bare soil. And so what no-till really does is put a a blanket on top of the ground, which I think is real valuable. I can do that with cover crops, and I'm not opposed to using some chemistries in farming. I'm the one that says that no-till is not suited for all land organic is certainly not suited for all land so we got to take care of the land the best we can I think the consumer is going to have a say in what's going on and whether you like it or not or the environmentalists they want people are getting sick out here and they all see the problems with runoff and they see erosion and there's some terrible erosion in Iowa this range we had recently gullies through fields there was a meeting of farmers last week and 40 farmers showed up they know their soils are getting worse hey, corn and soybean guys they know they have to do something different and so they need some guidance along the way so they're going to regenerated with more plants having living roots in the soil more biology and make sure tillage with a purpose we i like shallow incorporating residues and running a big deep ripper to make sure i got water infiltration i got to get the water so i got to control air and water and manage the K residues that's part of a farming system So they're not all looking the same then. Your farming systems are all different. No, all different everywhere on the planet. I think there was an article in one of our farm magazines here, and I think that's what he said. If you're regenerative, it's really about making better use of your inputs. And then he also said that there's a climate variation. If you're here in Osseo, Wisconsin, is not the same. I was in Dalhart, Texas two weeks ago. I'm sorry, that's not the same until you, you might both want to regenerate, but you're going to have different soils, different climates, different crops, different water availability, so you can't have one shoe that fits everybody.
4: When you brought up your rules of biological farming, what are they? So they are, first of
6: all, I want to take a salt test. we got to use science. We can't just throw our back at it. But I need a salt test. I don't need to test every acre every year. I need to take a salt test to see where my minerals are at. I can I can look at a salt to see if it's alive or not, if there's life in it. I can see if there's earthworms in it. I can smell it to see if it's got a nice earthy smell to it. But So I start with a salt test. I don't want to test more. We, we test for 13 different minerals. Then I want to say, what's your limiting factor? So all testing is about finding out what you got too much of. You certainly wouldn't add more of, and if you're short something, let's add it. Let's bring everything up to a certain sufficiency level, and every lab agrees with that. Now, some people ignore the excesses, like we're on high magnesium soils and they might still use dolomitic lime when it's probably not the best choice. They should be using high calcium lime, in my opinion. But, so soil testing is about finding out what you've got too much of and what you're short of and get that fixed. But then we got to take care of the crap so that might be your nitrogens, your crop fertilizers, your starter fertilizers, your foliars, your side dresses, whatever you do. But I want to choose minerals then that are more earth-friendly, that are more buffered, that I don't want to use all those salts and ammonia. So we use different sources of minerals, and then we go after soil correction. And just like with crop fertilizer, I like to add carbon to my fertilizer. So, so the first part of my rules is is getting a all find out what i need and then add better sources and then i want to use carbon-based fertilizer we use a lot of molasses mixed with our fertilizers on conventional farming and or organic farming and then and or humates i want to make sure i don't want to just add nutrients out there and and hope the plant can get them we want to get them in a carbon biological cycle the second parts of my rules have to deal with biology i've got to create an ideal home for the biology and i got to feed them and so that's why cover crops, I got to constantly feed. It could be compost, it could be livestock manure, it could be figuring out where in the farm that I can grow these cover crops. So I got something growing all the time to feed and take care of the biology. Or I can add inputs, like I said, compost and things, but I can also grow things on my farm. I don't have to input those. And then the last part, there's three parts of the world It's chemical, physical, and biological. And so the physical part, I'm a real believer in shallow incorporating residues and running a deep ripper, so tillage to me it's tillage with a purpose. What are you doing it for? If you've got 10,000 gallons of lick manure and your pHs are low, you might need to do aggressive tillage to get that all mixed together. But ideally, eventually, you get that saw fixed. You don't have to keep tilling it. You, you know Why would you till if you don't have to? But you better, you got to earn the right. All land is not suited to be no-till. It just, it's heavy heavy
0: saws and big equipment and compaction is a huge issue.
6: And so that's why look at tillage with a
0: purpose. And again... Enthusiastic? Do you think he's got some enthusiasm for biological agriculture and the health of your soil? Gary Zimmer, the godfather of biological agriculture, Midwest BioAg, he uh, founded years ago. But uh, again, a very enthusiastic message to growers in our area last week. The folks from uh, Bluff Country, Feed and Seed, brought uh, Gary in to talk to farmers about biological agriculture and healthy soils. Jill and uh, Gary a nice conversation there. We're going to have a nice conversation. Rocky's going to join us from over at Premier
1: Livestock and withy. That's next on Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Well, he's taking a lot of vitamins, a lot of energy pills and energy drinks and all kinds of stuff. Maybe he's drinking fortified coffee, I don't know. They got a big day tomorrow over at Premier Livestock and Withy, but Rocky is still up at Adam with us this morning. Morning, Rocky. Morning. Well, you're getting all ready and amped up. you got to be uh, fired up for tomorrow. We are. We are really fired up. Yeah, oh. that's that machinery auction we'll get to. But uh, in the meantime, uh, every day over there, it's uh, livestock Monday through Thursday. So, how's it gone this week?
7: You, Bob, uh, good morning, everyone. This is how things are shaping up here at Premier Livestock. Uh, yesterday we had the dairy cattle auction, very, very big dairy cattle auction. Yesterday we sold 365 head of dairy cattle. Uh, we had one large herd of 200. We had a small tie stall herd. Top fresh cows brought 1850 to 2600. Uh, many other cows from 1250 to 18 and a quarter. We had a big run of spring and heifers. Uh, a little more reasonable this week. Uh, they sold mostly from 1400 to 19. Fifty. We didn't see an extreme top of twenty-one hundred. Had some really nice uh, Holstein breeding bulls. They sold up to eighteen hundred. Uh, next week's Wednesday, another big week. We're going to have three complete herd dispersals next week. Uh, if you're looking for a good tie stall herd, guys, we got a ripping herd of tie stall cows. Going to be seventy-five Holsteins and Red Holsteins. Uh, tie stall cows outside every day. Free stall adapted. Uh, they're averaging in the eighties. Uh, they're on official test and they get a hundred thousand. Very, very good herd of cows for next week. Uh, two organic herds. Certified organic Holsteins, fleck V Crosses, Shorthorn Crosses, Jersey Crosses. Uh, the, obviously the conventional herd will sell first before the organics. Uh, also this Friday, like we said at the top, big farm machinery auction. Over 60 tractors sell tomorrow. Uh, we got lots of planting, tillage, harvest equipment as well as lots of farm and ranch items. This will be a three ring auction uh, so bring an auction buddy with you. We're going to start at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. If you're looking for a parking spot, I suggest you come early, guys. Online bidding will be hosted through equipmentfacts.com. You do need to pre-register for that auction. Certainly be a good idea if you haven't already to get registered today. I probably wouldn't wait till Friday morning. Uh, You can also start your online pre-bids now. Uh, Number one question we get asked, when's this item going to sell? Well, the sale order is set. That is exactly... The order of the sale will be in. If you put a pre-bid on an item, a $20,000 item might have $5,000. It might have $1,000 on it right now. But if you put a bid on it, uh, the computer will send you a reminder of when that item's coming up for sale or a text to your phone. So pretty neat deal. Uh, Make sure you're looking at both online rings, guys, because there's two rings. Food's on site all day. Uh, Questions, give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. Don't forget to visit our website. Uh, you can get right to that equipment facts link through our website at premier com, And that's the way it's shaped up, Bob.
0: I think you hit the jackpot with it tomorrow.
7: Yeah, I, we really did. We, really we, we kind of had to have the
0: weather working for us. Uh, 47 uh, and sunny tomorrow. That's going to be good. Yeah, and we should yeah. warn people if you're driving down, up or down Highway 73 south of 29, take your time because when you get to the sale barn, there are going to be plenty of vehicles parked along the highway, I'm sure.
7: That's what I'm saying. Come, you know, come, or come early. Or have right. a friend friend
0: drop you at the end of the road. <laughs> good idea. Rocky, have a good one. We'll check on you and see how that goes later. All right. Thank you, Bob. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at uh, Premier Livestock in with you. Again, a big, big day tomorrow. And as we said, it's jackpot weather-wise. That's because I checked Mike Dandrea's forecast as uh, Mike's over at Skywarn 13 this morning. And, boy, tomorrow looks like a real keeper, Mike.
3: Can you hear me? Oh, there you go. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I heard I heard my, uh, well, I heard myself talk, but I didn't hear myself over the mic for oh, half yeah. a second there.
0: No, we got you squared away. I jumped the gun. I'm
3: sorry, no, Bob. No, no,
0: you're fine. Too many buttons to push around here. <laughs> you get guys that come in here at night, and they mess around with the board here, and if you don't check every button, and I missed one this morning, and it might be, <laughs> it might know it was yours, but Mike Dandrea from Skywarn 30 with us, and as I said... <laughs> It's going to be beautiful here, but I heard you talking earlier about down in the southern part of the state, four to seven inches of snow. When's that going to happen?
3: I didn't say anything about four to seven inches of snow in the south. (laughs)
0: Didn't you? Who did I hear? Somebody was talking about it. Maybe I was dreaming that. But aren't they going to get snow down there? They had
3: some earlier this morning, uh, okay. but not right. a, not a four to seven inches. Oh.
8: Okay, uh, well, I it,
3: take that back. I'm not a weather guy. You are. Tell us what's going on. It's all right. But so uh, we can expect for today is a mostly cloudy sky to start off, but then we'll have more sunshine into the afternoon. Highs today will be on the cooler side, getting into the upper thirties. Some of us into the low forties. But tomorrow we'll have plenty of sunshine and. Those winds out of the southeast will help bring us up into the upper 40s. So, yeah, tomorrow, like you said, pretty much hitting the jackpot in terms of weather. Now, Saturday and Sunday, will have mid-40s. Saturday may be featuring more clouds than Sunday. Monday, clouds return again into the low 40s, and we start a bit of a cooling trend going into Tuesday, but it'll be rather brief as we'll have a mostly sunny sky, kind of like today, uh, only into the upper 30s for our highs, though. And then, or excuse me, on Wednesday, of next week partly sunny and highs reaching the mid 40s so overall we have a pretty quiet weather pattern on tap but right now we have a temperature of 28 degrees no clear and still some cloud cover hanging
0: around yeah and what not till maybe next thursday with precip around our
3: yeah that's what it's looking like pretty quiet and uh, i think after the winter that we had I, th- I think we'll take
0: it i like that talk the winter that we had yeah,
3: it is nice because, well, I guess it is spring now.
0: That's, uh, in other words, you've looked ahead and you don't see any of those uh, 14, 15-inch dumps in April that we can get once in a while.
3: Listen, when we had as much snow as we had this winter, you don't want to look in the rearview mirror. You want to look <laughs> out the windshield. Good idea. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely, Bob. You have a good one.
0: There he goes. Mike Dandrea over at Skywarn 13 with our weather brought to you by the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Then Morgan's going to have some
1: news. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got more news. we got a lot of markets.
0: And speaking of news, let's go into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is up and at them, as she always is this time of the morning. Are you a morning person, or if you had your choice, you'd sleep till 9, 10 o'clock?
9: It depends on who else in my house is up i'm a morning person if i get it to myself for a little bit and yeah. usually i do between a 12 year old and alex i usually get some of those moments and so. a
0: few dogs running around yeah always,
9: yeah always always they are morning people too if i am so right. once they're up i gotta be up too. well we're glad you're up and joining us and telling us what's going on well we can do that and we'll keep those headlines pretty close to our area good morning to all the early risers and those who are out doing the chores we'll start with chippewa falls and an update school districts and police departments across Wisconsin. Johnson had to deal with a series of swatting calls on Wednesday. One of the districts targeted was local. was Chippewa Falls. Patrol Sergeant Sheridan Pabster saying they do have to respond as if it's real.
7: We still treat it as a real incident until it's proven otherwise. Uh, You know, we want to be as cautious as we can. As a one time that you treat it as a false incident that could very well be true.
9: Chippewa Falls students are on spring break, so it was quickly determined to be a false call. Schools in Wausau, Spooner, Superior, and Rice Lake, they all dealt with similar calls. Looking at some other headlines, a home in the town of Anson is a total loss after an early morning fire yesterday. It took fire crews from four different departments an hour and a half to get those flames under control, and after it was out, there was not much left of the home, though two people who were inside are out okay, investigators say they're now looking for the cause. We'll go to the political stage as it's action for the lawmakers and Governor Evers may sign two new plans aimed at reckless driving. The rest of the tough on crime package from Republicans, though, is expected to go nowhere in the Assembly, though lawmakers yesterday approved a series of proposals that would do everything from guarantee prison time for repeat of felons caught with guns to enforce more transparency at the state's parole commission. It would also clarify details of Wisconsin's proposed bail changes. Now, Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss says the crime package is the right public policy but says he's not surprised the governor likely won't sign the pieces of legislation. Well, if you've been thinking, goodness, it seems like we have a lot of the white stuff, you'd be right. In fact, the winter of 2022 to 23, that's now in Eau Claire's top 10 snowiest. Forecasters say this winter, which officially ended this week, of course, but Mother Nature does what she pleases, saw 71.6 inches of snow, a little under six feet, good enough for ninth on the list. What's the top? Well, think back. You remember 2018 to 19? That's when we saw just under 99 in- inches of snow, and that uh, is on record as the snowiest in history. Of course, no matter uh, what the weather is, though, those chores have to get done. So we take it back to the barn at the shank of the day, baby, with Bob Bosolt and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. That last report is
0: why I get out of here now in January.
9: Oh, yeah, and you're taking me with you next time, right?
0: Absolutely. You've always had an invitation, but you've never got it
9: squared away that's because just like you said bob i'm always here how can i get away i I got to get those headlines for us
0: we'll work on that i
9: appreciate it all right you're a heavy hand get cracking (laughs) thank you morgan (laughs) anytime bob
0: morgan mccarthy in the newsroom this morning and we've got uh, more of our farm news we've got markets uh, a few things going on around the area busy morning and in more of our farm news world dairy expo officials have announced their honorees at this year's show The Dairy Producer of the Year is Randy Cordes of Linden, Washington. The International Person of the Year will be Bonnie Cooper from Ontario, Canada. She's a dairy journalist up in Canada. And the Industry Person of the Year is Tom Morris. Tom, of course, Duranda Farm, the Cattle Connection from over in the Amory area here in western Wisconsin has meant so much to the dairy industry, the registered Holstein breed. He's developed an awful lot of top. Top cattle in the Holstein industry. And, you know, I've wondered about this for a long time. Thomas put on the world classic every Friday night at World Dairy Expo for more years than I can remember. And he's been on the board uh, for the cattle at World Dairy Expo. And I've always wondered, when are they going to honor him? And they are this year. So well-deserved honor for Tom Morris over at Amory, the Industry Person of the Year. Congratulations, Tom. I hope he takes Sandy up there with him when, when he gets his award because uh, Sandy, and Tom will tell you, Sandy is a very, very important part of the operation there at the Cattle Connection and the uh, Duranda Farm. But again, congratulations. Tom will be the industry person of the year. They'll all be honored during this year's 56th World Dairy Expo. It runs October 1st through the 6th in Madison. And uh, the Biden administration also, speaking of honors... Before we get into other things, I want to also say congratulations to my friend, a colleague in this business of farm broadcasting. You knew Bob Meyer over in Marshfield with the Getz Farm Network, and then he worked with the other groups when the Getz Network sold out. Retired a while ago. I don't know. He's a younger man than I am, but he's retired. But Bob Meyer, well-deserved, will be inducted into the Wisconsin Broadcasters Hall of Fame This summer, this June, at the Summer Convention of the Wisconsin Broadcasters, I believe the meeting will be down in Elkhart Lake. But uh, well-deserved, and again, congratulations to Bob Meyer. He's going to be, and I'm proud to say, joining us in the Wisconsin Broadcasters Hall of Fame, as I was inducted a few years ago. But uh, well-deserved for Bob to be inducted into the Hall of Fame of Broadcasters in Wisconsin.
1: It's a quarter to six at Wax Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 13
0: minutes before 6 o'clock, and we do have markets coming up. But first of all, some things going on. Building Soil Health Workshop today down in Osseo. And uh, that's going to be down at Grand Occasion's ballroom. starting about 9 o'clock. It's an all-day session from 9 until 3. And uh, presenters, uh, Daniel Olson, Aaron Silva, Grant Breitkreutz, also Brad Hobrock, and alternative forage cover crops, roller crimping, grazing, biologicals, regenerative agriculture. Again, uh, you're invited to attend that, Building Soil Health, that workshop today, down in Osseo, Grand Occasions Ballroom, from 9 until 3. Also, don't forget this weekend, the Thorpe FFA Alumni Farm, Toy, and Craft Show, that'll be March 26th, Sunday at the high school, starts at 9 o'clock in the morning. And mark it on your calendar for April 2nd, because the third annual Spencer Farm Toy Show is also coming up, but that will be April 2nd, and we'll tell you about more of that as we get a little bit closer. Let's get to the markets. Let's check in, Brenda, up there at the uh, Baron Sale Barn and see what happened yesterday.
10: Fed cattle selling steady with the Highland Toys, Beef Steers, and have
0: No, that's not Brenda. <laughs> I know that's not Brenda. Let's get to the Baron Sale Barn. That's Hutt. We'll hear from Hutt in a little while, but... Uh, we're going in alphabetical order. That means Baron is first.
4: For our fed cattle, or choice beef steers and heifers went 125 to 148.50. High-yielding choice Holstein steers sold 135 to 150.50. Choice Holstein steers were 115 to 134, and unfinished steers and heifers were 114 and down. As for call cows, the top 20% sold 85 to 100, topping at 102.50. 60% sold from 55 to 84, and the bottom 20% sold 54 and down. As for coal bulls, they sold from ninety to one oh eight with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. As for calves, our beef calves sold from one hundred to two hundred dollars. Quality holstein bull calves were seventy to one sixty seven, and late and poor quality calves are sixty-nine and down. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is April 15th.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Now let's get to Sparta. Check out what happened yesterday, and it's time to
10: hear... Hut even tell us what happened. Now you're on, Hut. Fed cattle selling steady with the Highland Choice beef steers and heifers. Bringing 164 to 173. Topping at 175. The Choice and Select beef steers and heifers. 153 to 163. The Beef and Dairy Cross steers. 145 to 160. The Highland Choice Holstein steers. 142 to 150. The Choice and Select Holstein steers. 131 to 141 with Unfinished steers. Heifers and Heavy steers. 130 and down. Cow market steady with the Highland Cow's. 85 to a dollar. The cutters and utilities, 69 to 84. With a low yielding and canter cows, 68 and down. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing 95 to 110 or the thin, full of bulls over a ton discounted at $0. 94 cents and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Monday, March 27th, starting at 12:30 with hogs, followed by calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hot Aiming to Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business.
0: More markets as we get over to the Equity Stratford sale bar now. Jerry Fitzgerald is up and at him and with us.
8: Good morning, Jerry. How are we doing? Well, Bob, good morning to you. We're doing real good, 30 degrees this morning. And before we get into the numbers here, I just want to uh, add my congratulations also to Bob Meyer for his uh, uh, upcoming induction uh, into the Hall of Fame there. And, uh, of course, uh, Bob and I uh, worked together a lot. I did a lot of live a re- li- lot of live market reports years ago with Bob on DLB. So, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, we uh, spoke together for many years together, and I think him and Connie still live in Loyal. I haven't. Uh, oh, yeah. They and, um, still
0: live right there on the corner. I think it's the old bank building, but uh, they live upstairs, and then downstairs is where they have all the parties. So don't mess <laughs> up the house. <laughs> but, yeah, well deserved, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, how'd the market go?
8: Well, Bob, we better tell the folks about that. Uh, and a very good morning to everyone. Thank you, Bob. Uh, a summary from yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford. On the feeder cattle sale yesterday, i uh, we had a uh, nice consignment of Hereford cows yesterday, and uh, I, these good quality younger Hereford bred cows were selling from fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred dollars. Uh, some of the older cows, mostly from thousand to fourteen fifty. And uh, on the feeder cattle sale yesterday, continued good demand. In the feeder cattle lighter-weight beef steers yesterday, selling from one sixty to two ten. Uh, your four to six weight beef steers, mostly from one forty to one ninety. Heavier beef steers, mostly from one thirty. To 180, lighter beef heifers, uh, 140 to 195, middle weight beef heifers selling mostly from 130 to 190. Your heavier beef heifers, uh, they are mostly from a dollar ten to a dollar sixty one. Lightweight Holsteins, uh, and they were selling mostly from 120 to 155. Uh, most of the rest of the Holsteins were selling from ninety-five to a dollar forty. On the other way to the Holsteins, now we'll get into the market auction. Yesterday on the cow market, yesterday fully steady, good demand continues on the cows, higher yielding Holstein and beef cows. Yesterday selling from ninety up to a top of a dollar five. Most of the cows yesterday selling between 70 and 90. Thinner cows, like carcass cows below 68. On the fed cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers. Uh, they are selling mostly from uh, $1.30 to $1.43. High yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins from 143 to 148 dollars half. And your select under finished cattle, 128 and below. Calf market continues to be very strong. Good quality Holstein bull calves in yesterday's auction. And they were selling from uh, 100 to 265 uh, fairly limited demand in the heifer calves, mostly from twenty-five to fifty-five beef calves. Again, very strong two-fifty to four seventy-five. We are at Thursday. Our auction this morning starts at eleven o'clock. Market auction today includes cows, uh, fed cattle, bulls, baby calves. We'll get to those after the noon hour this afternoon. And just a reminder: next hay auction here in Stratford will be next Tuesday. And man, that's already March twenty-eighth. So. Anyway, we'll be back here tomorrow morning, update the week here at Equity Stratford and Bob we'll send her back to you. It's five to five five to six. So you enjoy the day and folks shouldn't have no weather problems today and uh We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, Bob.
0: Thanks, Jerry. We appreciate it. Over there at the Stratford Sale Barn, Board of Traders mix yesterday. Corn was higher, and those uh, Chinese buys beans lower. Big Brazilian crop overnight. July corn up four cents six sixteen. The oats down a nickel, three fifty one. July wheat 78 eight cents higher at six eighty two. Beans up five to six cents, fourteen thirty. And meal up a dollar ninety at four hundred forty eight dollars and eighty cents. Country elevator prices. Let's go to Northside Elevator and Loyal. Speaking of Loyal, I plan to be there tomorrow night at the American Legion for the big fish fry over there on, uh, on Friday night at the American Legion in Loyal. So if you're in town, stop in. I'll be over there. Loyal uh corn five ninety four, soybeans thirteen eighty seven today, Arcadia corn six oh five, beans thirteen ninety seven at Wheat and Grain Chipwell Falls corn five eighty five, the beans thirteen ninety three at Connorsville, corn five eighty five, the beans at thirteen eighty eight. Also on the DTN screen, Golden Plump has corn today at six hundred seven at Baldwin and Mondovi, corns five ninety two, beans thirteen ninety two, Duran five eighty eight and thirteen eighty seven. At Elmwood the corns five ninety two, beans thirteen ninety seven, Fall Creek five seventy and 13.67 Osseo 5.97 and 13.97 Elkmont has corn at 5.93, beans 13.93 at Sparta the corn is 5.93 their beans at 14.02 Ellsworth 567 and 1347 at the ethanol plants. Boysville corn 605, Stanley 609, and uh, New Richmond 594. Barrel cheese down a cent and a quarter at 194. The blocks up three at 201 and a half. The butter down two and a quarter at 238 and a quarter. March class three down a penny at 1804. April up 37, back over 19 dollars at 1936. May up 23, 1867. June up a dime at 1860. July down 12 at 1883. Again, not a bad day. Partly cloudy 38. It'll clear out later on tonight. It'll get into the teens tomorrow. Sunny and
1: 47.